With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What is up, Cyclone Nation? Hell of a weekend, and we are going to recap it, analyze it, and uh, of course look ahead. All that good stuff for you coming up tonight here on the Williams and Bloom. Sunday night, eh, you're probably listening on uh, Monday Morning Podcast. Before I bring Bloom in and before we get to tonight's content, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, MechDyne and the MechDyne Corporation, enabling discovery. MechDyne.com is where you can go, and you can go and look at their careers page. Uh, the economy's tough for some people right now. They are teammates at MechDyne, not employees. You should go and check it out. They have great benefits. You can view... The open job section at MacDyne.com. It's a great American company that is headquartered right in the heart of central Iowa in Marshalltown. A couple of Iowa State graduates built this company now into a worldwide uh, institution in AV technology. They do all sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff. Uh, I, you know, I learn more about MacDyne uh, every day that I am a partner with them. IT services, uh, software services, engineered, displayed structures, all sorts of good stuff, MacDyne.com. I also want to thank our friends from Franklin Barbershop. If you guys have seen me today, ugh, yikes, daddy needs a haircut. And so here's what I'm going to do this week. I'm just going to dial up on the old computer, FranklinBarbershop.com. It brings me to a thing called GenBook, where I can book my appointment uh, just right there. It's so easy. You'll book the appointment. It'll go straight to your calendar. Um, five stars. Uh, they've got 118 reviews. Um, this is uh, legit, dudes. Let me tell you, 2701 Beaver Avenue in Des Moines. This is where Bloom and I both go. I believe Jared Stansbury is also uh, getting trimmed up getting all of his uh, barber needs at the Franklin Barbershop. Great supporters of the Cyclone Fanatic podcast. Coming up here uh, later on in the podcast, I'm going to tell you guys about two great local companies who are giving Cyclone fans um, coupons, basically. You're getting promo codes uh, for um, some chocolate from Van Veen down in Perry and also a really cool um, company that – I think is really going to be a big, big deal. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a really big fan of what a young guy is trying to do. It's called Farm Story Meats, and we'll tell you about that. And I want to encourage all of our listeners to the Cyclone Fanatic Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast uh, to shop uh, with our small businesses that we are going to promote here during the holiday season. And I'm going to give you your Christmas dinner from farmstorymeats.com and all of the business and family gifts you need to give from our friends down at Van Veen Chocolates in Pella. And I'm going to tell you about them later on in the broadcast. But without any further ado, let's bring on Brent Bloom and knock out tonight's podcast after a huge, huge weekend for the Cyclones. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? Think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. What's up? Degenerate into something fool! 
of doing what you told us to do. That's a brace, boy. Yeah. That's a brace, little man. Clones go to the title game. Clones go to the title game. Clones go to the title game. Think you can tell me what to do? What's going on? I think we need to uh, play that permanently as the uh, opening. I would agree. Um, just being honest with the people, we are in separate locales. I'm in, I'm down in the 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 pride of the Heartland, Page County. I'm in Clorinda tonight, and um, Bloom's up in beautiful Bondurant. But this Zoom thing that we got going on is just off the charts. Who would have thought we'd be able to do this? You from Clorinda and me in Bondurant here. But it's incredible. Non-COVID related. Just want to make that clear. Yeah, no, it's it's not COVID related at all. In fact, um, feeling quite fine. I, I have family stuff that I have to take care of tonight, and I am doing that. Uh, but we couldn't not have the podcast. Oh, buddy. What a weekend. What a weekend. Uh, just real quick. Um, this is just coming across the, the wire right now. We do have some uh, breaking news here. Uh, Bloom, we have just, we have just found exclusive audio from, um, our man, Skip Greg Brabenek on the, uh, Texas Longhorn directly following that game. Of course, if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. <laughs> man, I was, I was joining him mentally from the press box. Just giving the crotch chop up there. Yeah, to, to the Texas radio crew. Man, that was fun. I tell you what. I've had a lot of highlights in my life. Was that one of them? That that was one of them. It was. It had to be. It was. It I was, was happy for you guys that you were all there together, which made it really cool. It was just the, in the way that whole game worked. It was perfect. It was just perfect. The whole thing. I mean, obviously would have been maybe a little less stressful if Iowa State could have just cruised and, you know, just dominated the whole time. But to get down like that again and to fight back and then to have it come down to a missed field goal for somebody else, just <laughs> so perfect. Just, I mean, it was it was incredible. And I honestly, you know, Ben Bruns got choked up in the post game and it was emotional too. That That's what surprised me. Is it, you Don't tell you me had, you didn't at least shed a tear. I was No, I, I, I was, it's, yeah, for sure. Okay. And it, it just, you know, I thought you made a great point. Um, I think it was in your reaction podcast of it wasn't just emotional, you know, because of, of what we've been through or what a fan has gone through. It's part of it, but it's those players, all those yeah. players that have just toiled away for so, so long, wondering if Iowa State could ever get to this place. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I, I, I thought at some point, you know, I didn't think we'd ever be here. I really didn't. I mean, five years ago, if you're making a couple bowl games a year, that's that's a success at Iowa State. And to get to this point, it was just it's just amazing. And it's still kind of surreal. You have we had to keep checking the score on the way home. It's like, wait a second, this this happened, right? Like this is we're good. We're we're good here. And man, and and you know, one more game to go, but it's just surreal stuff, man. Uh and you you kind of lived a dream weekend, man. I know you aren't going to want to talk about, but you got to do. You were up there in the network for that, and then you got to do play by play for a. Can I call it a network TV broadcast? I mean, I mean, it, it's ESPN Plus, <laughs> but it's still like that. I know you well enough to know that you grew up wanting to be that. And yeah, no, you, that was you kind of you kind of lived like two dreams in a weekend. So congrats to you, man. No, I'm really was, happy I mean, for you. No, thank And really, it was just an awesome weekend. I can't really put a whole lot of words to it. I mean, so I got a little emotional after the game and then it really hit me and kudos to, I think it was Matthias over at wide rat Nat- natty light that did the, uh, Oh my God. You start crying during that too. I did. Oh, I didn't yeah. expect it, but I totally. like, and it, it just hit, it hit. Absolutely. It hit me. Yeah. It, that thing got me, man. About two minutes into that, I'm like, "Oh man, who's cutting onions?" You're right. Uh, What's it's going just, on? What a, what a deal, I man. How? What, what was it like for you? I mean, obviously, my my weekend it was really odd. Um, but actually, I couldn't have asked for anything better. You know, my 
life's been really, everybody's life's been different in 2020. Mine has been very different. Um, so my wife was working and Jacqueline Cordova, who works for us at Cyclone Fanatic, came over to help corral my daughters during the game. So I was pulling like triple duty on this stuff going on. And so I had Jacqueline with me in my basement. And then um, I had gotten Elise down. I strategically, great dad move here, um, timed the nap out for the second half. Pros move. Yeah. And um, Jacqueline, it was me and Jacqueline together, which was really special because she is really a special person to me. And, um, yeah, honestly, it wasn't anything fancy. I was sitting in my basement. I had a weird calm at halftime. I mean, I was, I was, I was frustrated by the, uh, which was great that Latrell Bankston made that huge sack at the end. I was very frustrated by the lining up illegally. And I just like, yeah. Inter. I wrote about, did you read my column? Yeah. You can say, no, you've had a very busy weekend. No, I, I I read it when I got home. Awesome. Well, my, my thing is like, I, I kind of said leading up to the, to that game, like Iowa state doesn't have to be perfect to win anymore because they can make up for it in other ways. But at halftime, I'm like, well, damn it. We just gave them six points, you know? And like, like you, you, we don't have to be perfect, but you can't hand them three points. True. And I was frustrated, but like, Brett and I had a really, I thought, level-headed conversation. And, like, we both just felt really confident, I think, going into the second half that, like, that it was that close. And I don't know. Like, I I just felt like if Iowa State was going to lose on Friday, it was going to lose because Texas was better than them. This wasn't going to be a, oh, we pissed it down our leg. We got screwed by the ref that it was going to be a, at the end of the game, you take your hat off and you say they outplayed us. And um, I don't know. It was a weird feeling of that was kind of, that was pretty cool. I, I don't know if I've ever really fully experienced that as an Iowa state football fan where I truly believed it, you know, yeah, different mentality. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. You know, but at the end of the game, uh, Cammy was sitting on my lap. Um, I had calmed down at that point cause I, I needed to, I was really going crazy there for a while. Um, and no, it was fun. Jacqueline and I had a big hug. Uh, Cammy and I had a big hug and I started, I FaceTime my, my parents, right. When it happened, like a, a lot of people did and, uh, headed on over to the station to do cyclone reaction. But then it's weird. Like I, I immediately started wanting more. Because then it was like, by the end of reaction, Jack and I are like, okay, we're analyzing West Virginia, which I think is healthy, you know? Yes. Not to just settle. Like, this is a great step, but, like, this team is so much better, I think, than just getting there. Well, I think that's the great thing is, like, yeah, you want to maybe Iowa State's biggest win in school history, but yet there's a bigger one out there now. No doubt. Well, you said it best. You said it best last, last week. When I asked you, is this the biggest game? You said it really well. When you, what did you say? Well, if if we win, and right. then, um, and then there's another one. Yeah, now there's another one, and potentially another one after that. Even yeah. like, I, I mean, in real quick, this basically locks Iowa State into the Alamo Bowl, right? At the at at the very least, yes, yes, that's a good point. I mean, the bowl games haven't been talked about, so let's go there real quick. The, usually the Big 12 has an affiliation with the Sugar Bowl to play the, the champion of the, the Big 12 plays the champion of the SEC in the Sugar Bowl. However, this year, the Sugar Bowl is a, a Final Four playoff this year. And so there isn't one bowl game, one of the other big six, is that what they call them now? I'm getting confused. Um, married to the Big 12. So... The most likely would be the Big 12 champion will go to the Cotton Bowl mm-hmm. should Oklahoma or Iowa State not make the, the playoff. And then that second-place team is pretty much locked into that next-tiered game, which is the Alamo Bowl. Which would be an Oregon-USC type opponent, Correct. I would guess. How, however, one other thing, it's pretty much been decided, and I don't know if it's publicized or not, but um, it's not going to be a traditional bowl week. 
No, teams yeah, will, correct. The teams are going to treat it like a road game. So they'll go probably the day before, maybe two days before to yeah. give them a little extra day. But it's not going to be one of those ordeals where they're there for five days leading up to the game. And, you know, the Cotton Bowl, the Alamo Bowl, both will have some fans because Texas has been pretty, yeah. you know, more lenient than most states for having fans. But it's not going to be any more than, you know, probably 15,000. So it's a weird bowl game, but the bowl game exists because yeah. it is going to be on television. And here's the other thing. We were talking on the way home. It is entirely possible. Iowa State plays two games in 11 days in Jerry's world in Arlington because that Big 12 championship game is it's late moved back, yeah. on the 19th. And then I think that yeah. Cotton Bowl is the 30th. So the whole the like bowl practice thing is not nearly it. It's, it's a you're game just week. Going through it, anyways. Yeah. And the quickness, the turnaround you have to have from Big 12 championship game to bowl game, it, it's a. Uh, not a whole lot. It's gonna be. It's gonna be strange. It's almost gonna be like, oh, here's another game all of a sudden. So that part will be unique as well. But to your point, it's probably going to be if Iowa State wins the Big Twelve Championship. I would guess it's the Cotton Bowl, and if they don't, it'll be the Alamo Bowl. Uh, real quick, you brought up Arlington um, taking a land jet down. Yes, you're going. Yeah, I'm going. And yeah, you know, our our buddy Sean got you hooked up. Yeah, Stansbury and I are taking a land jet down. We're gonna uh-huh. go. Buddy boy. I think I actually am going to go down Thursday night and do radio from Dallas on Friday. I think is so kind of the plan. The crazy thing is there's a there's a men's basketball game on Friday in West Virginia as well. Oh wow! So How's all that sorts work? all sorts of moving Cyclone parts. One going to be flying around? I don't know. I have no idea. I think the plan is so basketball season screwed up as everybody knows. At least on the broadcast side, there aren't going to be many visiting radio teams. Uh, at, oh. uh, at the other, so maybe side. we could do the call from Dallas. So I th- actually, I think that's TCU? the plan. Is John, John and Eric are going to call the Iowa State <laughs> West Virginia game from the TCU radio studio? Man, how about that? I got my first one of those coming up on Wednesday. I'm doing the uh, with the women in yep. TCU from the iHeart studio. Wild so, times, man. Yeah, it. It's it's crazy. Uh, anyways, we are partnering with our friends from Landjet. You know Sean really well. Great dude. And so this is awesome. Because of the thing that we did with them with Oklahoma State game, they yep. already have like five of these things sold to go down to Dallas <laughs> for the I'll Big 12 that. championship game. So I told Sean, I go, I want to sell this out for you. Guys, ser- I'm not kidding. Go to Land. I'm not getting – we're not getting paid for this, Okay. It's just a friend of ours. Just a buddy. Yeah. Landjet.com. It's basically like an RV slash limousine. You can drink in the land. Yeah. And you got like TVs and like, it's crazy. Like the badassery here. And it's way cheaper than if you want to like get like six plane tickets or four plane tickets. You got a professional driver. You just get the hotel. Go to landjet.com and check it out. Like they have 12 fleets. And we think that they might sell them out. Big time. With Iowa State fans, which is really cool. Uh, I didn't – I so I knew that the women had a game the night before the Big 12 championship game. I didn't even know that the men played. Yeah, they play at West Virginia on uh, that Friday night. Let's do some uh, – real quick, we're going to get back to football. We're going to do a lot of yeah. um, notes on football. but the, We haven't even mentioned our buddy Tom yet. Tom. Oh, yeah, we got to get to that. I don't know if he's going to make it through the week, but uh, legit. Have the Siberia t-shirts been printed yet? Or those? uh... Actually, so that conversation happened after the game, and I said to our team, I go, let's wait until we win a championship. Perfect. Like, I I don't want to be the... The The celebrate. Yeah, the chihuahua, the, the little dude that's biting all the time. I like that. Yeah. We did... Put the horns down, hoodies, and T-shirts on special for Saturday night only, which I found was appropriate. I think that's very – I like that move. That's a good strategic move. We're growing up here. I um, I thought that the – I just got done. It's about 9.30 uh, Sunday night, and I just got done watching the game today. It was a nice call, by the way. Um, but, God, that, that first half. What were you thinking when Iowa State was down like 12-0 or whatever the hell it was? So, I had watched both of the previous Pine Bluff games in preparation. I was like, there they, is They were losing 25-0 to Wisconsin and still covered. And 41-9 to to Marquette. 
I so I'm like, there's I no didn't know way. That. Like, I'm like, there's no way. This is not this is not possible. This is a half. And it played out as expected. Um you know there you, did you have a little hint of like Florida and M like can this really happen? Yeah, there's a little bit of doubt in there, but you know, it was clear. Iowa State, at least to my eyes, has an upgrade on the wings this year. Okay. I mean, you lose Tyrese. Well, what'd you think but, of the uh stone? Yeah, and then Dubar yeah. was he was he's got a little uh little old school Kenny Pratt to his game. I got not a great athlete, but man, he's physical and he can play a little bit. He can play the uh, you know small forward, big guard type. He was fun to watch, but I think between the freshman and then uh, Coleman, Lands, Harris, and Johnson who struggled today, but you can see the potential there. And then when they get Trey Jackson back, this team's going to be a much better three point shooting team, Chris. And they're yeah. going to run into some wins. I, I mean, I was I was encouraged. I actually, it was, a, it was a bad first half, but I actually was encouraged from what I saw. I came away. Um, I wouldn't say happy with the game, no. but I, I'm with I'm with you. Like you can just see. I, I I'm on record. I think this is going to be a tough year. I think this is a team that needed a non conference, that needed secret scrimmages, that needed to play with an official before the season. I agreed. This team of maybe of all of prom teams probably needed that the most because this team had a higher ceiling than last year's team. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And they've been hurt. I mean, what, yeah. what they haven't practiced a whole lot of five on five Correct. even because they've had guys dinged up. So I, I, I don't know like what kind of a ceiling to put on this year, but I actually walked away really impressed with the talent level. Now. Roles and chemistry is going to be another thing. But there's no doubt in my mind that 1 to 10, they're much more talented than they were a year ago. 100%. And 100%. that's with losing a lottery pick. Yes. All of those no. freshmen are going to be good players. They've just got to keep grinding, which is hard these days because it's so easy to transfer and all those things. But, like... I mean, and Johnson finally at the end of the game showed us a little bit of a flash. I I think I like Tyler Harris probably more than anybody in the media. Like, everybody always shits on him because he's 5'9", but I... Hey, Max, I feel that, man. <laughs> I love him. Like, he's he can shoot. He D's up. He, he's got some flash to him. Like, he's, you know, he's got to not turn the ball over as much as he did at Memphis, but, like... That's a high energy guy who I feel like could just go off and get you a twenty five some night or like I don't know like is it I'm I I was more impressed with him today than I was Bolton in year two like I, I I'm, not, I'm not jumping to any conclusions but like I I saw good minutes from Foster when he got in there yep. uh, just rim who running hasn't practiced much at all yeah. and that's why he didn't play until the second half. Just rim running, you know, and that's what he he needs to be out there doing. But I don't know, like that second half, like I, Johnson's better than what he showed in the first thirty five minutes of that game. Yes, completely. Yeah, that was. I felt bad for him because you know he's got the the talent, and then he then he then he flashed like you said, and he scored like eight eight points in ninety seconds, and then he was a playmaker all day. He was getting in the defense and doing some nice things as a driver. They just have more options. The Chris, the big question though is, will they guard? And if you, when you give up fifty-two percent to Pine Bluff in the first half, that's concerning. And that would be my concern for this team. Is you know, I like Tyler Harris a lot uh, as a fellow member of the Short Guy Club, but it's the d- defensive end where it's like, man, you get it's hard. He at you, least gets up in you though. Like, he does. He, no, he tries. I'm just yeah. saying, like you're at a disadvantage in some areas. And no like, Trey, Trey's not a big guy either, and so I'm worried about that end and then rebounding. However, this team made 12 threes today. They only made 12 or more threes four times all of last year in 33 games. That's something to do with Iowa State. I mean, you just got to shoot the ball better. When you're a small team, you have to shoot the ball like they did today in order Mm -hmm. to compete, and that's what it's going to take. And it was more old-school type Iowa State basketball. Chris, last year they finished 270th in the country in three-point percentage, and they were also horrible guarding the three. That's a really bad recipe. So you try and flip those things around this year. And they, they, they charted these things in practice. A year ago, the percentage in practice from three was pretty similar to what the team ended up in the season. It was like in the low 30s all year in practice, too. 
This year in practice, they're closer to 38, 39% mm. in practice. So I think you'll see a significant bump, and that played out again during the game. I mean, there's your practice habits make the game habits. And uh, so I think they'll be better shooting the ball, and they're going to run into some wins just because of the three-point ball. They're going to give up some points. They're never going to be great on the glass. But if those young guys can be productive, I think they can surprise some people. Uh, Big 12 is really good, and then there's no easy wins coming up. I mean, you know the South Dakota State program well. A lot of Iowa State connections coming <laughs> yeah, up on my, Wednesday, and that's going to be a guy. tough one right out of the gate. I hate that I can't be there for that because Hendo is my He's boy. He's a good dude, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've – vacation with them a couple times like he they're really good people um that's a guy who i've always kind of circled to hopefully someday maybe be iowa state's head coach um and they the brian peterson's on that staff tyler glidden's on that staff like a lot of really good dudes who are I, i i'm sad that this game is under the circumstances that it is because there's a lot of dudes on that in that program who it would be a bucket list item for them to coach in Hilton College. It's a lot of the Otzelberger guys, but that's yeah, yeah, you know, no really good dudes. I think, uh, but I'll say this. I hope people give this team a little bit of grace early because it's a totally new group. Practice has been disjointed, but they've got upgraded pieces. It'll take a little bit for that to gel, and I don't know what that means from a win-loss standpoint, but you look, the recruiting class is very good. I mean, these freshmen – are time. very nice players. And, you know, you feel bad for them that they're not playing in front of fans. It was still super weird in there all week. You know, did the women's game Wednesday and the men's game today. And it's just like it's watching, you know, a familiar TV show with different characters. Like, it just – it's strange in there. Uh, South but, Dakota State is going to give them a run. Yeah, oh, for sure. I that, You know – They only lost to West Virginia by eight in their opener. They beat Utah State by, like, 25. And then – they gave St. Mary's, who's a really good program, a nice game on Friday. I actually watched um, some I, of that. I would guess that point spread will be three to five. I mean, it's going to be competitive. And I would we'll I, power ratings. You're right, maybe a little bit higher because they're going to get the public because of Hilton. But sure. um, that's the only. But I, I agree with that. That game in my mind on Wednesday is a toss up. Yep, so don't be surprised if Iowa State loses, but if they do, I don't think it's the end of the world. Like you can't you can't just bury this team because of that game. They've got some talent. Like I said, if they shoot the ball well, they're going to win some games in the Big Twelve. I, I, and, I think that if they win on Wednesday, I could see them beating DePaul. DePaul's been yeah. out with COVID. Yep. And that would be really good for this group to start three and zero, and then go in to take on a top five Iowa team yep. on the eleventh. Yep. They need to get uh they need to get Solomon or Condit going. You know, they need to Solomon, why did he only productive. play 18 minutes today? Who? Solomon. Just was off. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. He, he just didn't. Yeah, it was a weird. They were playing a zone, and Solomon's not great against his zone because he's not really a threat yeah. from out there. But those guys got to rebound. I mean, Condit and Young have to rebound. And they Condit did okay today, but Solomon, I don't know what was going on today, but he just didn't rebound. And so I think that would be why he didn't play much. Highly recommend uh, checking out Jerick Stansbury's column. It's like Great two, job. It's like 2,000 words on this game, but it's more about, as any good sports writer would do, and the, a game like that, you don't analyze that game. You analyze what you saw and how you can capitalize on it going forward. So check that out. It's currently on the front page of CycloneFanatic.com. Uh, all right, uh, real quick, Bloom, before we get back into football, I promised this at the beginning of the um, podcast, and I have two local companies, very small local companies. You know how important this is to me to promote small companies, especially right now in the climate. Well, you are, yeah, you yeah. Are one. we have to stick together. Yep. And a gentleman by the name of Matt Miller uh, from Van Veen Chocolates, uh, beautiful city of Pella. So, in uh, Bloom for next week, we were supposed to do this this week, but since we're not together, we're going to do this next week. Um, Matt sent us some samples to try. Oh, buddy. But I, I actually have um, have sampled some of these. And I'm just blown away, like the difference between like these handmade Dutch chocolates compared to 
uh, you know, buying a, buying a Hershey's bar is is off the charts. But they're doing something new this year. They're a Cyclone company, and you can order online, and you can send them out as Christmas gifts. And here's the best part: they are now giving you a promo code of uh, it's seven percent off of all orders. The promo code is Cyclones. When you go to vanveenchocolates.com, the promo code of Cyclones will get you 7% off of everything. And I say this to you guys, um, how many times, Bloom, do you be like, oh, I got to get this person a gift. Like, I'll get them a tin of popcorn or I'll get them, uh, you know, a Starbucks gift card or whatever. Yeah, Amazon card. I'm asking our audience, and this is, again, this is important to me. If you want to do something to help Cyclone Fanatic this holiday season, help out these other small businesses. I've got this one right now, vanveenchocolates.com. And Bloom and I will do the taste test next week. Personally, I like the toffee. I've had a little bit of the toffee and the Dutch crunch. The Dutch crunch will knock your socks off. The promo code is Cyclones. And that way they know that you're um, getting it from here. And they can uh, say, like, oh, wow, it's a great place to advertise. And, by the way, maybe a good gift for teachers. Yeah. Think about all no the doubt. Well, and the cool thing crap is they've gone through. And you have until December 10th to get your order in, and it'll, they'll send it right there. You don't even have to and do anything. Boom. Te- Give me your credit teacher, card. Teachers, daycare providers, anything all of them. like that. Yeah, the teachers, man, they've been going through hell. Um, okay, so the other company. Do you like meat? Of course you do. Yeah. I think that this company, uh, Ray is is his name, Ray, Ray Schmidt, and he actually works at Iowa State. And he has a, his mom and dad, are, they, they have a farm. He has created a new business. This is a young man, an Iowa Stater, farmstorymeats.com. What you do is you go on there and you, you you literally go grocery shopping from their fresh, uh, you know, the meats that they are literally producing right there on their family farm. It's incredible. I think, I told him, I was like, Ray, can I buy into this? Yes, yeah, a great idea, man. Because I think this is where's a... The fu- where's the farm? I believe it's in Story City. Okay. If I'm not... Uh, I, I, I believe it's in Story City uh, where they're at. So it's right there. I know it's in Story County. It's right in that area. Got it. But uh, they ship throughout the United States. They do uh, free shipping uh, in the Midwest, uh, free delivery in the Ames, Ankeny area. He sent some to me. Uh, I've been crushing their jerky and beef sticks. But the best thing is, so he's got coming up, and, and we'll continue to tell you, about this, but he was taking some, some hogs to the butcher and, uh, he's going to have some hams and all that stuff for Christmas coming up again, guys, you're going to buy this stuff. Anyways, go to farmstorymeats.com and you can support, uh, you get Iowa chops and then they have, they have a subscription box now where you can literally like monthly have meat sent to your house. Wow. Um, they've got premium cuts, brats, cheddar brats, ribs. You know me. Daddy's buying the ribs from there. They got a look. You can get a whole chicken on there right now. We've got holiday hams. Like it's incredible. I, I I'm in love with this company, FarmStoryMeats.com, and I have a promo code for you, FarmStory20 for any off off of any of their meat bundles, FarmStory20. And this offer expires on December 21st. So there you go. Please, I'm I'm begging you guys. Like you're gonna you, you're gonna buy meat for your family for your your family Christmas. You're gonna be buying or this would be a great gift too. You gotta buy those teachers all those gifts. Van Veen and, and Farm Story. Uh, check them out today. Man, that's perfect. What great timing. Oh, dude, I'm I can't wait to give some of these ribs. Can't wait. Oh, they got bacon on there. Okay, we got to get back to football. <laughs> um, Make me hungry now. Tom Herman. Did, what did what did you uh, what did you want before the game? I wanted his ass. 
and I got how, it. How many tweets did you get about? Oh that? my god, I got a lot. There were like gifts and like all kinds of stuff. Like one guy you know, took a the photo of me in my um, daddy owl costume from Halloween <laughs> and like put an air bubble around it and said, "I want Herman's ass." Herman you know, was, coached a he, really odd game on Friday. It was strangely bizarre, and that was so cool. I mean, that was. It was classic Tom, though, right? Like, had him prepared. Oh, man. I thought, I mean, I thought their game plan was great. I thought Chris Ash had Iowa State, you know, kind of befuddled, befuddled there for a while. He did. And then he completely outsmarts himself again and again and again. It's like, Tom, thank you. Like, I appreciate you outsmarting yourself again. Um, Didn't you know, the difference between Tom and Matt, Stand out in the fourth quarter of that football game, though. Oh, that was the personality difference Tom, for sure. Tom with a lead is faking punts, going for it on fourth, which again, like I did not like the fake punt call if I'm a Texas fan. Going for it on fourth, I'm okay with. I didn't love it, was a half a yard. Yeah, like, I'm you think okay. Your guys with. are getting a half yard. Yeah. Um, but then the pass on second down when you try the deep shot. Yeah. I was like, thanks, man. No, I I had a lot of thanks, man. But then the most Campbell thing ever. (laughs) The punt. Is punting on fourth and two with 414 to go. And, like, I was pissed. And, of course, like, and I I, I like to eat crow when I – I think a lot of, I, I would guess the majority of people listening, but that's the most Matt Campbell thing ever. He's sticking to his guns. This complimentary, all that crap that he talks about all the time, that people, that's the process. We got to trust it. And um, my point being, Tom, bit of a loose cannon. I he He says they were working on that fake punt for two weeks and it was there the whole time. Something tells me he got a wild hair up his ass and was like, oh, my God, we should try and fake punt, and then everybody's yeah, going to be talking about how genius I am. We're going to bury these guys right here. And Matt sticks to the process, and the process eventually loved them back. And I, But I, I thought that fourth down, though, Brent, like I don't know if you could feel it there in the stadium, but it did – you know, if they would have um, – if they would have kicked that field goal, gone up seven, then – Right, yeah. If they would have yep. kicked the field goal and gone up seven, that puts a lot of pressure on the Iowa State offense, in my opinion. To know, um, you, you haven't had a lot of success all day going down and getting touchdowns. What that did though was flip the momentum big time. And I thought Brock and Brees went out there with a little pep in their step after that. Did, but then they got to stop. You yeah. know, yeah. I mean, so they you're, you're right. Obviously, they they get to stop on fourth down. Then obviously gets a couple of first downs. And I thought, okay, now we're moving. But then they get to that fourth and two, and you're like, "Yeah." I was with a lot of people. I'm like, "Man, I think you got to go for it here." But I did. It's the tor- it's the tortoise and the hare. Like it's the classic fable, right? Where Campbell's like, "All right, I'll just plot along here. I'll punt the ball. It's boring, but it worked." But I'm it's so that, happy. For, it's I'm so that, happy it worked. It's kind of that Kirk Ferentz type mindset, though. Like if you're there in the last five minutes or in the last two minutes, then you have a shot and. I hate to bring up Ference, but that's, I mean, for a lot of people in our state, we've watched that for a long time. And Matt very well plays that type of football. Totally. And a punt can be a weapon. I thought it Tom can. Manning made the, the best quote. It was pregame for the Kansas State game on the Psych One Radio Network when he said, as long as we're punting it, or as long as we're, um, we're scoring or kicking at the end of every possession, we're happy. Yep, for sure. And, you know, I, and again, credit to them. You're down four with three minutes left. You get the ball back and you run it. You run it with Brees Hall. And that, that jump started that entire possession. I mean, he gets 18 yards right out of the gate when he hasn't been running the ball well all day. And I would say gets the tempo game going and it's game on from there. I mean, I thought that staff did not panic. And I think that's, again, back to what we started this podcast with is the confidence to know we're still better than them. We just need more time. And Iowa State bought itself more time, and it paid off. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad because that's what Campbell's been doing for five years. Like, he punts all the time in that situation. He does not go for it. He did not change his mindset just because, as I think somebody tweeted, 
you know, Iowa State is afraid of the big moment here and they're not going to go for it. But Matt's going to be Matt. And he punted and it worked. And there's something special about that. We're like, I'm not changing my standards because of the moment. We're going to be who we are and it worked. And I think that's what makes it even more special. Uh, what did you think of Campbell's post game on TV? They got caught with him crying. I thought it was great because you don't, you don't see that guy in public. And we've talked about it how many times on this podcast. Like he's different in the locker room mm-hmm. than he is in the public. And that was a glimpse of the locker so room rare. coming out in the public. Yeah. yeah. And that's a, that Matt is more, is less of a robot than he portrays in the media. And, you know, that, that game, it meant a lot to the fans, clearly. It meant a lot to the former players, the current players. It made a hell of a lot to Matt Campbell. Because yeah. that's it. I mean, and this, their whole entire staff. They came to Iowa State, and people called them crazy for coming to Iowa State. Why would you go to that graveyard? And they proved everybody wrong. And that was a huge moment for them, too. So uh, I can understand why they were emotional. It had to be a good weekend. Matt's a different breed, and I say that in the best way possible. Like, he's a different type of cat. Like, I mean, we've seen hundreds of coaches come and go through Ames over the 16, 17 years. And a lot of them, you know, you can just tell, right? Like, I mean, I'm talking mostly assistants. They're like independent contractors. Like this staff and this whole group is like, they are a rock. It's weird. Like, but I love (laughs) it. It's, I love it so much. It's, it's weird in the most glorious way. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed Paul Rhodes tweeting after that, that game. Awesome. Mark that Mangino my, great. even sent out a tweet, <laughs> which was really weird because I was writing my column about the difference between Rhodes and like I was comparing to like after Mangino got fired and like his reaction. And Rhodes could be bitter if he wanted to be, but that that was really cool. Uh, I exchanged texts with our our old friend Dan McCarney after the game oh, and he was how, very emotional and like very happy. Like, cool. Um, he, he was, I think his quote was, I'm just so, so goddamn proud of these kids. And like, it, it was, it was well, pretty what, neat. And, uh, another cool thing I saw was Jack Whitford and Lane Danielson are now best friends. And they, they, they were back in the day too. Yeah. And Jack showed me a video of him. Uh, he, t- his wife, took a video of Lane's son and Jack's son watching the game together Man. at the end of it. And you think of like the good and bad times those two went through in Iowa State uniforms. And it just, uh, yeah, no. guy, I thought about a guy like your dad, like the amount of times you guys have been through all that crap. Yeah. Like, really cool. Same. I mean, that's why, that's what hit me. And then, the, I mean, that video that uh, Matthias put out. It's like you start thinking about all those people that have watched just, okay, shitty football for so long, just wondering, man, why do we do this? What what are we doing this for? We had a couple glimmers of hope every once in a while, but what what are we doing? I mean, could Iowa State ever compete? And then the conference goes to 10 teams, and you go lose at Baylor 71-7. to you lose 71 to 7 in 2013. You're like, what is the point here? What are we doing? Like, should we just should we just fold up shop? And in K-State in 2015, you're like, maybe Robes will keep his job, but then you and then you somehow snatch defeat from the jaws of victory for not kneeling on the ball with 90 seconds. Like, is are we just cursed? Like, is this ever going to happen? Are we just never going to compete for a Big 12? Like, I thought, I mean, it's just not maybe it's not meant to happen. And yet, five years later. And we're here. And Chris, you're right. The strange thing was there was a calm about that game. You get down ten nothing. You get down twenty to ten, and you're like, you know what? Just keep chopping away. Just yeah. keep chopping away. And you're still in this. And I still thought watching that game unfold, I'm like, they're not better than Iowa State. You know, they made a couple more plays, but they're not better than Iowa State. Let's do this thing. Let's finish. And they did. And that's what it was. It was just beautiful. It was just perfect the way the whole thing unfolded. And but you're right. What made it emotional. It's thinking about Coach McCarney. It's thinking about our friends that battled through 2005 when they should have won 10 games and ended up with seven. Yeah. It's thinking about how they always got to the wire and then fell at the finish line. And yet this time, it went Iowa State's direction. And I don't know if it's sustainable. I don't know. 
but I'm enjoying the hell out of this moment right now. And I, I, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I don't want this season to end. It's been such a strange season. I know. And it's, it's painful because you wish there were people in the stands to enjoy it too. But I know throughout this shitty year that this has brought some brightness and some life to people. And for that, that's, I'm grateful. For yeah, it. that's cool. Like that, that's this, it's a, like a teeter totter for me. Cause part of me is a little bit jaded that it's like, Oh, of course the year Iowa state's going to get over the hump. Nobody we can go to the bowl it. game. Yeah, we did. We called it in freaking August. <laughs> yeah. Right? Before that July, June, we called it in like April. <laughs> I knew how this was going to play out. Um, so that's, that's one thing, but, um, the, on the other side though, man, like it's cool that in a year where so many people's lives have been impacted in negative ways that cyclone football of all things has been able to, you know, turn that tide. Completely. I think that's awesome. I, and that's, so it's like, why do we do this? Why do we follow college sports? You know, what, what's the point? If if you think about it, let's take a 10,000 foot view here. You're watching 18 to 22 year old college kids play a game, but, but look what it meant to people on Friday afternoon. You know, think about all the time invested and all the meaning and all the importance of that game, all the joy celebrated Mm -hmm. between, fathers and mothers and grandparents and sons and daughters and you watching with Cammy and my wife sending me text messages from the booth saying, we did it. We did it. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's why that is why we do this. And it's not just a game. That was an experience and we need more of those. Mm-hmm. And you forgot about everything for Friday afternoon. Like nothing else mattered. It was the fact that Iowa state is going to a big 12 championship game. All right, we're going to look ahead. Uh, we do have a kick time for West Virginia now. And um, we'll do the point spread and look ahead to that one and also talk about the scenarios with the Big 12. I want to thank our friends from Gravitate Coworking. You can check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. Apparently, my wife got offended because I said that I had to get out of my house. and She, she, she recorded it and played it at our... Uh... Our friends giving on Thursday. By the way, hell of a job with the turkey. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You know what? I Next year's turkey will be even better if I go to gravitate co-working because I won't be being bothered all the time by my daughters and wife when I'm trying to get some damn work done. Uh, but I did. I, I babied the hell out of that turkey all day on Thursday. Um, gravitate co-working. We, we've told you about our friend Jeff. Here's what it is simply. It's a place where... Uh, Brent, you can go if you don't have an office. Maybe you're an entrepreneur. Perhaps you just work from home. Uh, I like their motto. Find your productive, happy place. Meeting spaces, co-working, office space. Just check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. And I know they're getting some buzz from us, so I hope it continues. And we get these vaccines out there, and more and more people are choosing to go out and do that. And I would recommend uh, if this is a scenario where you don't have an office, ask your employer to see if they can help yes. um, cover something like this. I think it's a great, great opportunity. Go to gravitatecoworking.com and check out all of the uh, member membership places. All right. Um, point spread. Iowa State is an eight-point favorite over West Virginia. I'm not surprised it's below – uh, double digits. I, I thought this is a, uh, for gambling purposes, this is a terrible spot for Iowa State. We use the word spot a lot in gambling. The worst. You're coming off of this big emotional win. Uh, you got a team in West Virginia with two weeks off now. Um, they still have a lot to play for. Yeah, and, and trending upward. Yes, this is probably the worst time you could get West Virginia on the schedule this year. Honestly, with the day with the two weeks off and, and all that. Um, Bloom, I, I think Iowa State is good enough to win this game, even if they don't play perfect. Uh, I said that last week, even against Texas. But this is a uh, – I, I think it's interesting because Iowa State is all but clinched into the Big 12 title game. We'll get to that here momentarily. But they're – 
there could be a little bit for a normal pro, for any program a little bit of a look ahead factor here. I think for sure. And if really, if you look back at the two games, the Iowa State Texas game and the West Virginia Texas were very similar. It's just that Iowa State made the plays in the fourth quarter, and West Virginia did not. Yeah. I mean, I think they, their makeup of the teams is similar. Iowa State's just probably a year or two ahead of West Virginia. Again, what, when Neil Brown got hired, you and I are both were fans of the hire, and it's installed a really good culture there, and they are strong against the run. And so it's going to be tough again for Brees Hall, much like it was for mo- most of the game against Texas and a nice quarterback in Daggy. They've got some weapons on the outside. This is going to be a grinder, and you've got the emotional factor. You know, Iowa State – Potentially, there's a look-ahead factor, and not all not all focus on this one, considering the circumstances. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a tough one. And West Virginia is very physical, so I expect this one to go four quarters as well for sure. And it would be rewarding if Iowa State does not rely on anybody else to get into the Big Twelve Championship, and they're gonna get there. It's just a matter of who you know what's the game that's gonna turn the tide. But it'd be really nice, Chris, if Iowa State was eight and one. I agree. In the Big 12. You know, just get then, it done yourself. I'd That's like, the message this week. Well, and frankly, I think it'd be cool to be – I know that the Outright. Big 12 champion gets awarded at the title game, but, like, to yeah. be able to say, like, we were 8-1, everybody else was 7-2. and two. For sure. Yeah, even if it's not official, Big 12 championship, it's remembered. Yeah. In whatever capacity we want to remember it. That'd be great. I There's, there's still motivation for Iowa State to end this thing the right way. And Iowa State's not going to look ahead like, okay – well, maybe we'll get Oklahoma again. Not eight and one's a big deal. Win eight conference games. I Senior mean, day. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot there. I, I and I just I don't know. Like you know you know Campbell. Like, can you imagine him taking his foot off the gas at all? He's not. I promise. No, especially for those seniors. Selfishly, I'd love fifteen thousand fans back in that place. Have you heard to, anything? No, no. Neither, I mean, other than December, December's a new month. I mean, that was the. Well, the numbers have gone down in Iowa. It's they not have. we're not at this like raging high. I mean, it's still and, high, and the semester's over, right? So I, I I bet they'll have fans. I'm just uh, so I don't know anything. Do, I don't I don't know anything at all. I just if Jamie Pollard has anything to say about it, they'll have fans. I don't think he has a lot to say about it. I think it's above him, but I don't know. I I think it's it's entirely possible. And if there's fans for that, then you start having fans for basketball games too. But that's indoor. Yeah. It is different. It is. It's true. I hope so, man. I just think this team deserves 15,000 fans. It'd be great. I, If I'm a Betty man, I, I think that they have some. But I, I say that. Did, is there a time I, yet? I don't know anything about that. Is, yeah, it just came out. Um, it's about 10 o'clock on Sunday night as we're recording this. And it just came out 2.30 kick ESPN. Okay. I like that. I thought maybe we would get the Fox. The big 11. Fox. Yeah, but whatever. But Oklahoma's really... got COVID issues. They must have cleared that up. A lot of people are asking, like, what if for some reason the Iowa State West Virginia game would get canceled? It doesn't matter at this point. Okay. So the Big 12 has a, has a protocol in place that it's an average of all the number of games each team has played. And the fact that Iowa State has played eight, they're in good shape. Okay, there you go. You heard it from uh, you heard it from Blue. They, they don't have to play this game in order to make the Big Twelve championship. Okay, guess the line for Iowa State West Virginia. No, we already said that one. Yeah, I say, say, I got that one. Oklahoma State at TCU. Boy. Mm, man, that is a that is an Oklahoma State minus one and a half. Three. That's a win. Good job. Kansas at Texas Tech. <laughs> it's Can- poor Kansas. Just bet against Kansas every Just week. Bet, I mean, what did the, what did what was that final end up last night? Well, did you did you see the stat line to that? Did you look at the box? I score? saw it was like twenty four nothing in the first quarter, and I was out. Oh my god. Well, I bet on TCU, so I was enjoying the hell out of that. Um, I have to read you this this box score. It's unbelievable. Like, I don't remember anything. uh, I'm sure there's something else out there. I don't remember a Big 12 box score 
like this in my life. It Do was, I need uh, another Cody Road from our friends of the yeah. Mississippi River? Just yeah, because I you got the poor. I'm running. I'm running low. Yeah, listen to this. Um, TCU won fifty nine to twenty three. The Horn Frogs only completed six passes in the entire game. <laughs> Duggan was three for eleven. Get this, three what for eleven. Brent, three for eleven with three touchdowns. <laughs> How do they just run it? Um, and then Downing came in and went three for four. He didn't do anything, though. He completed three passes for 10 yards. How but, do you score 60 points with six completed passes? Well, because three of the completions were touchdowns. Um, okay. But he only completed uh, 8.7 yards per attempt. Uh, two rushing touch. They ran for 337 yards. Well, that's good. They had to have had some defensive touchdowns. Yeah, they had one defensive touchdown. All right, wait, holy. They had three defensive touchdowns. <laughs> there you go. And There's a punt return for a touchdown. <laughs> oh, Kansas. And then a and then a field goal. At what point do you just dedicate all your resources to helping Bill Self get players or recruit? That that's wild. That that Three defensive touchdowns and a punt return. That's a that's the craziest box score I've ever seen. Uh, honestly, like I I don't think I've seen any. So four non-offensive touchdowns. Yeah, and that's your quarterback, your starting quarterback, only completed. He was three for eleven with three touchdowns. Only Kansas. That's incredible. Okay, what do they you think are, the spread is? The, one quick set. I saw today. They're six and ninety-one. In their last 97 Big 12 games. <laughs> Not great. Um, that spread. Who again? Kansas. Uh, Texas at Texas Tech. Kansas at Texas Tech. Yeah. 28. 31. I'll give it to you. Thank you. Baylor at Oklahoma. Man. Look at how about Baylor just backdooring again for the rest of their lives. Jeez. Um, oh boy, Oklahoma 22 and a half. Man, 23. You've seen these. No, I haven't. <laughs> I'm just, I get to, I get to uh, November 29th and I'm locked in. Uh, Texas at Kansas State. Oh boy, Texas 10 and a half. Seven. That's a loss. Yeah, you don't get that one. I don't get that one. I think that that's it. Yeah, that's that's it for the Big 12. Hopefully no more COVID issues. So Iowa State needs to win, preferably, or have Texas win one more game. We want Texas to beat Kansas State. Yeah. If Texas beats Kansas State, it's over. Yeah. So now we're rooting for Herman. I mean, and we're rooting we could. Against... There's like other or or have. Uh... I'm so confused because I was told all this week that we like Kansas State and we hate Texas. Now we flip it. Okay. These tiebreakers are. Uh, it's 54 minutes into the podcast. We can. These are batshit crazy scenarios. <laughs> like nobody gets it. Like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm glad other. Smart people are running the numbers. Yeah. It really comes down to the fact that K-State beat Oklahoma is really helping Iowa State here with all these tiebreakers. Oh, yeah. Because if there's a three-way tie between Iowa State, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State, the fact that uh, Oklahoma lost to K-State is a bad deal for them. Man. Essentially. Oh, all right. Um, well... This was fun. Do you have anything else to add to this before we go? Uh, we're going to have a busy week. We are now in that crossover season where there's just a million things going on. And um, it's it's fun. It's a lot of work, but it's fun. Uh, women's basketball Wednesday, men's basketball Wednesday. And then um, get after it on Saturday. When is the next – when is that um, DePaul game? Uh, next Sunday. So they have like a week off? Oh no! No, like it's the Sunday, day. Sunday. It's the day after. So you're coming back and calling that, or is that an ESPN game? That's an ESPN U game. Okay. 
It's Sunday the sixth. Like it's next week. Next, like Sunday. I'm Sunday. surprised. Did ESPN talk about like having you guys do any of those national games just to have people know. there? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're. I don't know if they'll have people there or not. Um, I feel like I mean I mean you're good enough, and Clay's going to keep getting better and better. I thought he did a nice job today. He did. He was. It was. Clay's he's a tell great the, guy, man. He's just a good dude, and he's yeah, a he's, he's awesome. He's a basketball. He's the varsity coach down there at Winfield Mountain Union. He's a banker. Like just he's a an wholesome, awesome. Wholesome I met guy. his boy. He introduced his boy to me one time. Nice, nice, nice people. He, he, he told me his his uh, Clay Edwards' son is a ninth grader who's already six five. Whoa. So I asked him if I could have his growth spurt. You know where that kid's going, don't you? That kid's going to Iowa State. I, I hope so. I mean, if he's if he's already six five as a freshman, I I like his chances. But Chris, one last thing for me, and I think it's it's interesting to think about where we were, you know, pre derecho huh. when we we didn't we didn't even think this season would happen. So I'm just I'm just, literally you know, that day went to. Casey's and Bonderbrandt and bought like three packs of black and milds and a case of bush light. And I was like, this is, it's all over from here. I'm going to have to find a new career. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, isn't it wild that that was uh August 10th. So just grateful and thankful this season even happened. I mean, it, it was on the brink. We did that podcast and it's on the record. It was like a morgue, like <sighs> a funeral. What, um, just uh, happy we're even in this position. We'd love to have the fans there as well, but uh, what a ride it's been. Thank you, Bloom. Good work this weekend. Thank you, pal. Enjoy. Uh, is the Shidley D even open? Oh, you think they're closing down here? I don't know. I don't know the Shidley D's business model. Yeah, I don't even know. I I haven't exactly had a lot of time to be gallivanting around Clorinda. I hear you. But I... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be here till about middle of the day, mid-afternoon. And by the way, uh, did your wife tell you I'm going to be storing some stuff in your basement? Hey, man, I got uh, we've got some room. <laughs> I'll just hey. tell everybody real quick because Mikasa Suka. So right. my uncle died, I don't know, like 15 months ago, whatever it is, 16 months ago. And I'm finally getting the opportunity to go through his things. So my aunt and uncle didn't have any kids. So I'm basically like their kid, and so I'm going through all of his stuff, like 40 years of accumulation into this house. Wow. And he has a million race cars, like these die-cast like NASCAR cars. I have my collection. You've seen them in my office. Yep. His is like 40 times what I have, and I've been going through them all day and going through all of his Iowa Hawkeye stuff, which has been a little weird, but I mean, some really like cool vintage and, and it, it's just, I have like, I could probably fill three truck fulls of stuff to, to bring home. So yeah. Um, don't worry. I'm not putting three truck fulls of stuff at your house, but Whatever I have all these, I have all these race cars that I have to go through and like figure out like, like I have to like, I don't Leave know what all is. I don't know what all is there. You know what I mean? Today yeah. I was just like throwing stuff in a box, and like it's been intense. But do they? Uh, is it? Is there like a a financial value there? Or is it more just the oh the, the, yeah emotional these, appeal? They're well both. Yeah, like I'm not gonna sell them. I'll I'll cherish them. But That's um, great. you know, my goal is my dad and I collected. I've collected still, and someday. You know, I'll keep doing it, and I mean, I'm never gonna have a boy, but maybe one of my girls will, and they can, or maybe one of my girls is a big NASCAR fan. I don't know. I sure I tell you, Cameron's probably not gonna be. I bet Elise might be though. Uh, but you know, then they can have like this giant. But no, the the amount of cars that I went through today, and he's got like all the labels and stuff for him, Bloom. Some of them, like, it'll be, like, one out of 300 made. Like, wow. this is, like, limited, like, it, these Dale Earnhardt, like, special edition, like, stuff. There's, there's some real value in it. So, I want to go through and make sure and keep everything restored and and all that. But that is yeah. what I've been doing. And I just pick a great week, you know, crossover week, basketball starting. 
Clones are going to the Big 12 title game. Like, timing has just always been my thing. But right. just, <laughs> so perfect. It is but weird, hey. though. You, man, when you get old, when you get older, the the more responsibilities you have. And it's even like beyond like kids. Cause then you get to a certain age where you're starting to take care of the people who are older than you, who you've taken, who've taken care of you. And it's, it's just, it's, it's quite overwhelming, but it's a blessing too. So. Well, uh, enjoy your time there. I know it's probably not the, not the easiest situation, but yeah. Hey, could you, could you fire up at least some, uh, some DX for me to end this thing? <laughs> I think I could do that. I'll, I'll do that. And I, uh, I, for Tom. I need I need to check in on some um, copyright stuff because if I think I'd love to make this the new, or just you know we're just playing it in uh, was it fair use right now? Yeah, it's but like satirical. if we're gonna start to you know, here we go. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? Think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break down. Degenerate into something. Fun.